today. Dr. Fauci defends himself among uh, people skeptical of his claims and a top cybersecurity official warns of more ransomware attacks ahead. We have got a lot to cover today and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by, uh, it's been a while since this guy has been on the show, Chad Robichaud, uh, founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Thanks for being back in studio with thanks, us today. Thanks for having me back on. And uh, we've got Andrew Wilkow, of course, Blaze TV host himself, uh, back in studio as well. I am loving having you. I love being here. Have to fly <laughs> into Dallas and every, get stuff every, done. Yeah. It's been great. Uh, all right, so let's get into the headlines of the day. So yesterday we discussed um, the, the Dr. Fauci emails, the uh, Fauci leaks as it was tagged on Twitter, although I don't know if they were technically leaks because BuzzFeed just obtained them from the uh, FOIA request. But um, I assume you guys went through the high points of those emails Pretty damning, in my opinion. Uh, we covered it on the show yesterday, but uh, Dr. Fauci addressed the new criticism because of these emails during an interview, uh, saying that the problem was uh, really, honestly, it's not him. It's you because you don't understand science and the way that it works. Here's Dr. Fauci. Science is a dynamic process. So something that you know in January, you make a recommendation or a comment about it. But as you get more and more information, the information leads you to change because that's what science is. It's a self-correcting process. So when you hear someone say something at one point and then two or three months later, if you stick with what you said at the original time when you had one fifth the amount of data that you have now, I think that would be inappropriate. It's appropriate although sometimes it's difficult for people to understand how as you learn more and more, you've got to continue to evolve with the data. And that's what I was trying to do, is to mm. always tell the truth mm. on the basis of what the data is. I mean, these guys have an out for everything. Andrew, I'm going to go to you first. You know, he, he sits there and he acts as if he was given new data, new information that allowed him to change his mind every time. But when you really look back to when he was recommending what he was recommending, not only that, but when he said, no, no, it, this did not escape from a lab. Uh, he didn't have really new data to go by. He didn't have data suggesting now masks work, even though he said previously that they didn't. He didn't have this data. It just seemed to be the talking point. And now he gets to come back and say, well, I mean, that's just the nature of science. We said it was settled before. It's not anymore. That's just science. I, I, I love that the rest of us don't seem to understand that as time goes on, we learn things, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> right. that's just, the rest right. of us start to like, you learn stuff? Right. Wow. Right. Um, we, we should just put you on an even higher pedestal, <laughs> right? How could you, what's fascinating though is he won't tell us when he learned mm -hmm. these things. That's what I think we're curious. We get that science evolves, yeah, right? We that's get what it. we've all been saying this we, whole time. We get it's that. not we, settled. We, we, but we get that when you're, when you're faced with a new virus, there's going to be a learning curve, right. and there are guidelines you put into place as the, I guess, the experts learn more. But I want to know when they knew surface mm -hmm. transmissions were unlikely. I want to know when they knew that children were really unlikely to spread it. Mm -hmm. I want to know when they decided that an outdoor spread was below 
0.1% transmission when they were telling us that George Floyd protests were okay, but Donald Trump rallies were not. Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't understand that the science evolves and your knowledge evolves. We just want to know when you started hitting these markers and then when did you tell us tell us about them? Yeah, well, I mean, and to that point, it is interesting because if you go back and remember, I think it was the summer of 2020 when the WHO, one of the WHO spokespeople came out and held a news conference. They said asymptomatic transmission is like, we don't really know of it occurring. It, it right. must be very rare. And then they had to go back and walk back those statements and say, oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I didn't repeat the big government talking point. No, that's definitely not what we meant. And then, of course, we learn later that it was correct. So that really does add to Andrew's question. What did you know and when? Because you were saying the same thing way back when. You just changed it all of a sudden and didn't give us any data to show why you changed it, Chad. Because it's not being driven by science, like he's saying. It's being driven by politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, polit- it's, it's politi- been politically agended since the beginning. He's not, I mean, he, he's a doctor, but he's a, he's a politician in a white coat. And uh, yeah. that's, we just continually watch him uh, you know, use this for political advantage over you know, conservatives. Uh, I mean, we, uh, we, I'm waiting right now to find out how, he, how this is Trump's fault. Uh, in his next, his next. Oh, I'm sure they'll point. tell you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm definitely sure that they'll tell you. It is interesting that the, um, you know, we have viruses that are so smart now that they can <laughs> know to only attack conservatives at Trump rallies, right? But not at Black Lives Matter. And then, like when you go to a restaurant, it does not attack you when you're sitting. But if you're standing, waiting to be seated, it does attack you. The lunacy of it all. I mean, I was just, <laughs> I was just flying, uh, uh, you know, like all of us. We, yeah. And, uh, and we, we sitting in an airplane, and then when the plane lands and we're getting off because of social distancing, now we're going to get four rows at a time. I'm like, I, really? could touch, I could touch this person, and like, now we're going to have it four rows at a time because of social distancing. And was the plane, was the plane crowded? Was it packed? It's full. Yeah, full. So we were just sitting next to <laughs> them we're the all whole sitting, time. We're, we're, as they're announcing this, we're sitting next to each other. So the rules are just lunacy. Yeah. And uh, it's not based on science. It's based on you know, control and politics. Well, and, and re- okay, so you bring that up. This is one thing that really <laughs> grinds my gears about flying now is that a lot of the airlines have stopped. They won't even serve you alcohol on the flight. Only in the, only in the, uh, the peasant cabin, right? <laughs> right like yeah. like the, 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 the break-off <laughs> VIP, you know, like if God forbid anything happens, it's going to just leave us all behind. <laughs> they get to drink all they want, right? But you people in steerage, you're just going to have to, you know, deal with it. Yeah, so yeah. I guess like if you're rich, you have a less, less likely to catch COVID. So you get to drink? I don't know. I'm like, you're serving coffee. You're serving Coke. You're serving water. Why not serve me my wine so that I can manage being on this flight? Because I have flight anxieties. I don't get it. You know, one of the things that drives me nuts about these, these emails is watching, and you played the clip with Nicole Wallace, they're continuing this thing that Fauci's unindictable. Well, we saw one of the emails where he's, you know, wishing well a friend who's about to travel while his message was stay at home, lock the doors, be very afraid, wait for further instructions. Then there was also his admission that the masks really weren't that effective. So we were all performing stupid doggy tricks, right? And and playing the game of obedience while he was literally talking to his friends and saying, hey, you know, I don't think this stuff is really effective. Why couldn't you tell that to the rest of us? So as we're going through these emails, which are only his government emails, we don't know what he's saying, right? right? When they're like, well, his emails were FOIA requested. Well, we didn't get all of them, right? Yeah, not we his got the ones account. that were, on, that, were <laughs> that he knew yeah. might be subject yeah. to, to a FOIA request. 
But at some point, he should have leveled with the rest of us if he thought masks were ineffective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and you do have to wonder uh, in those emails whenever he he would they would get to the point where he would go, uh, but please call me on the phone. Uh, <laughs> yes. could, you, could you call me now, please? I, I'm kind of done with this email. You're like, oh, I wonder why you're now all of a sudden needing to pick up the phone. That's curious. I'm sure nothing to see here. Not at all suspicious. Uh, by the way, Dr. Fauci, we uh, also discussed his book that uh, he I, I cannot believe there is anyone left in the American population that does not see this guy for who he really is when he is telling us again this is the worst thing to happen mm -hmm. in the entire country that in the history of the country um, we all need to be focused on this but he's going to write a book at the same time expect the unexpected uh, by Dr. Anthony Fauci 10 lessons on truth service and the way forward um, and then all of a sudden the headlines were that uh, his book was the pre-sales were completely scrubbed from the internet they were removed from both amazon and barnes and noble yesterday this was right as he was taking heat on all of these emails after they had just come out now the publisher says that um it was just prematurely posted mm -hmm. for pre-sale and that's why they took it down but it's interesting because amazon and barnes and noble both had enough information on the book to be able to list it i feel like there's a yeah. lot that goes on behind the scenes in order for them to obtain information from the publisher to list it and now all of a sudden the publisher's like no no no, no nothing to see here it's everything's totally fine and nothing's on fire behind me this is a mostly <laughs> peaceful pre-sale it's just uh it was it was just taken down because it was premature is Andrew Cuomo's book in the bargain bin yet? <laughs> like, like, it, like, this book, I mean, is it too soon? Like, you know, we're still reading the thriller, the page turner, that is yeah. Andrew Cuomo's book on leadership in the pandemic. I'm suddenly a fan of cancel culture because this, this is what this is. I mean, his, his book's being canceled by, and uh, because... Well, I mean, you would think that somewhere along the way, there would have been someone who told him, like, you know what? Um, releasing this book before you guys are actually saying unequivocally that this pandemic is over, probably not a good look for you. You may want to hold off on this. Nowhere down the line did anyone think to tell him that. Yeah, I mean, where I'm at with this is he has to, I mean, obviously we hope he gets fired, but I think he has to be even more responsible for this. This, this guy's been responsible, in my opinion, responsible for thousands of people's lives that, that have been lost, suicides, depression, people's jobs and livelihoods being taken away because, you know, he decided to push this agenda. And I'm, I'm you know, I represent the veteran community. The veteran suicide rate has been up 35% in the last year mm -hmm. because of their military commanders saying because of lockdowns. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the culprit. He's behind this. This thing was uh, made in a lab, which he said it wasn't. And uh, it's out. And, uh, and he's pushed this agenda and put, locked the country down. You know, it is interesting um, on this, Andrew, um, you see how they handled the media, the left handled President Trump uh, whenever he would come out and give a briefing on COVID. Now, of course, he was being briefed by Dr. Fauci yes, yes. and these people, right? And Trump is, oh, he lied to us. He did this. He did that. He's responsible for 600,000 deaths. He's the mayor from deaths. Jaws, right? That was the one. That was yeah. my favorite one. He was the mayor from yes. Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I forgot they said that. So stupid. But he's being called all these names. Meanwhile, Dr. Fauci keeps getting a pass every time he's wrong. It's like, well, who do you think President Trump was being briefed by when he came out and said these things. Well, the the one email, and I, you know, it, 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 is it is it a lie by omission? I don't know, but the media ran with the narrative. 
that Trump was muzzling Fauci. Yeah. One of the emails, yeah. he yeah. comes right out and says, Trump is not muzzling me. Yeah. So why didn't he express that in interviews where the, you know, the anchors at MSNBC and CNN were concerned that Trump was somehow keeping him from telling us all the truth? Why didn't he more forcefully why didn't he more, yeah. more forcefully say, look, no, I, I'm not I'm not a political person. I, I, I've served many presidents, Republicans, Democrats. President Trump is not muzzling me. Why didn't he? And I'm not asking him to say anything that would sound like campaigning, especially in the campaign right. season. What right. I'm asking for is for him to tell the truth. If the media is asking him about being silenced by the president and he's not being silenced by the president, he truth. should have clearly stated, mm -hmm. I am not being silenced by the president. And if I need to meet with uh, candidate Biden, should he become right. the, the president, I will be ready for the transition. Yeah. Uh, all right. One final note on this particular topic. House Republicans say now it is imperative for Dr. Fauci to testify before congressional committees once again and provide information related to the origins of COVID-19. You have House Republican Whip Steve Scalise uh, and let's see, uh, James Clyburn, Carolyn Mal Maloney. Uh, he, so Steve Scalise penned a letter to those two people who are chairman and woman uh, saying it is imperative that he appear before the committees. Um, do you think... Is he is he going back to Congress? Is he going back to testify? Because he's already done this once. I don't know that. I mean, you know, the Democrats want this to go away. Sure. So is he are we ever going to actually get to the bottom of this? What do you think? Uh, well, you mean on the science end? Because, you know, each every state's got a Department of Health and yeah. Human Services or a university system with a medical school. What's wrong with any one of these representatives tapping their own mm. public health experts mm -hmm. to ask questions of Dr. Fauci? That's a great point. If he's going to be the sort of umbrella man for all of the, the, the other federal health agencies or public health agencies, why shouldn't Congress be able to prepare itself with questions or data or anything else from public health experts in Texas or New York. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not bring them before and have them answer questions? Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Chad, last word on this. No, I, I, I think he he owes it to the American people that he gets in front of and answers these questions. I mean, America, America has been on hold for the last, you know, year and a half. Yeah, but we, we deserve answers. You know what I want to see is uh, Rand Paul when yeah, Fauci gets up again. there. Yeah, Rand Paul just like. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for the uh, the apology the truth. because I, w I had it right all along and you sat there and lied to my face. All yeah. right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So if you are living in pain, maybe you got back pain, knee pain, neck pain, what you might not know is the underlying cause is probably inflammation and you're going to have to actually defeat the inflammation, get to the root cause or else it can cause permanent damage. Now, Omega XL, not only is it backed by 35 years of clinical research, but it actually gets to that root cause of the pain, the inflammation. It's not going to be like, you know, I, probably a lot of you have these creams that you rub on your shoulder or wherever it hurts, and you're like, wow, that feels really good for like 10 minutes, and then it completely goes away, and you are back to being in pain again. Omega XL actually neutralizes that inflammation that causes the painful stiff joints and muscles. It is an essential fatty acid combination from the pristine waters of New Zealand. Now I know that that's fa that sounds fancy, fancy and you guys are like that's natural. There's no way that works, but it does. All right. Pat Gray was in here the other day and he said he had something wrong with his elbow. He could barely lift a cup. Uh, started taking Omega XL within a week. He was starting to feel way better within 2 weeks. He felt 
totally better, 100% better. You got to try it. If you're in pain, you don't have to live that way. You can go to OmegaXL.com slash news. Order right now and get a second bottle for free if you go to OmegaXL.com slash news. Top cybersecurity officials warned that the U.S. can expect to see more ransomware attacks as, of course, uh, the nation is reeling from uh, recent hits on U.S. interests. This includes the one we talked about yesterday, the meatpacking plant and the pipeline, the colonial pipeline. And uh, JBS was the meatpacking plant. Um, This is, of course, tied to a Russian hacking firm. But uh, now listen. The Biden administration will have you know there are no ties to Russia. It just so happens to be that these are Russian people, but I'm sure they're not being told by Putin to do anything. All right. Uh, Now, Jen Psaki was asked about all of this uh, by Peter Ducey, who is with Fox News and appears to be the only person in the press pool willing to ask the tough questions to the Biden administration. But uh, very, very interesting exchange today between Peter Ducey, I'm sorry, this was yesterday, between Peter Ducey and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on the Russian ransomware attacks watch. These hackers based in Russia have disrupted American gas supplies and American meat supplies. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that these ransomware attacks have been rising since President Biden took office? Well, first I would say these are private sector entities uh, who have a responsibility to put in place measures to protect their own cybersecurity. As it relates to why criminal actors are taking actions against private sector entities, I don't think I'm the right one to speak to that. It's a total coincidence. I think you could certainly go track down those uh, cyber criminals in Russia and have a, a good chat with them. Okay. If you have any leads, we'll take that. Okay. Uh, Oh, that's just so cute and sweet of her. It's so interesting how all of a sudden the Biden administration doesn't want to interfere with the private sector. Listen, that's a private sector matter. Okay, we don't like to get involved the private sector. We just like to let it play out, except for literally all of our policies that are totally infringing on the private sector. But look, when it's going to make us look bad, I you should probably talk to their cybersecurity firm, I guess, Andrew. Well, apparently the Russians are all now bike riding vegans, right? Because they don't want us having oil, natural gas, or meat. Um, if they don't, if if they don't think they're being tested, I don't know what this is, right? I mean, next is probably going to be water, right? Mm-hmm. They might or a power grid mm-hmm. or healthcare supplies. Yeah. I mean, to to think that when major commodities that the economy runs on and that we live on, mm-hmm. food, are now being messed with by by Russians. I mean, I can only imagine what the headline would be if Donald Trump oh. said, oh, it's not Putin. If, 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 if yeah. Donald Trump in any way yeah. tried to separate Putin from something being done by the Russians, they'd say, see, this is evidence that Trump is deferring to, to Putin again. But these, this is critical. Mm-hmm. They are interrupting and, and disrupting critical, I, I don't know I want to use the word infrastructure, but critical, <laughs> critical elements mm-hmm. of our economy. And to have Saki be like, well, you know, this is just... It, it happened in the private sector. Yeah. Sure, it's it, really incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's cyber warfare, and uh, and if you know, for the administration not to recognize it for for that mm-hmm. and that being a real threat to the American people, like you say, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scary, and this is. But this reminds me back when you know President Obama went around and did his world apology tour, 
and uh, and showed the, the weak underbelly of, of our country, and uh, the attacks began to roll in. And this is what we're seeing now. We're seeing a, you know a weak leader, a weak administration, and you know she's representing as the press secretary saying it, it's not even a threat. It continues to show weakness, and that only provokes them for further attacks. This could be you know just testing you know food supply, mm -hmm. uh, a fuel uh, supply, and then what what's next? Like you said, maybe a power grid. They're seeing how far they get away with it. Yeah, uh, you guys both mentioned whether or not this was a test. Joe Biden was asked today whether or not this was in fact a test from Russia. Here's what uh, that old man had mm -hmm. to say. We're looking closely at that issue. Do you think Putin is testing you? No. Mr. Are you President, you President, 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 President? As he just there you have it. No. <laughs> off the stage, quick to go get his walker, I'm sure. No. But, by, but President Biden said no, so I'm sure that he, it's definitely not a test. You know, they bludgeoned Trump with Putin whenever they got the mm -hmm. chance. And now, you know, you look at the, the Obama-Biden response in Crimea, right? The, the, they gave blankets and, and pillows yeah. to the Ukrainians. <laughs> Trump delivered the lethal aid. Um, the Obama-Biden administration actually trusted Putin on chemical and biological weapons in Syria, right? He was an all right guy. They went so far as to let him buy 20% of U.S. uranium, whether for export, and I've argued people, well, it's not for export, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. He became the embodiment of, of evil during the Trump years. Now, all of a sudden, uh, there's some hacking going on, but it's not a big deal. He's not the same guy. You don't think he has an interest? In, and they, this happens with every new administration. He wants to see what Biden's going to do back. And I think maybe it's time to start asking uh, the Secretary of Defense, maybe uh, the DNI, maybe the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray. What are you guys doing about this stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great point because, you know, Chad, we look at uh, what Joe Biden has done uh, with the pipelines. The Colonial Pipeline got hacked. He's like, oh, it's a private sector decision. He, we, we see what he's done to oil and gas work. We we see the gas prices. Meanwhile, on the other side, he's relaxing sanctions for Russia mm -hmm. for their pipelines, right? I mean, he's making excuses for, for Russia, for Putin. He's helping them out on the other end. And as Andrew said, I mean, I can only imagine the headlines. <laughs> if, Trump. if Donald Trump, right, they're like, we told you he was colluding <laughs> yes. with Russia. Yeah. There's the evidence right there. Impeach him for the 100 millionth time. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's if it is you know private sector and you got Russian citizens doing it. It's it's worthy of investigation. American people need to be comforted that we have our that the president of the United States has our national security in mind, and uh, you know that's what the press secretary should be reporting. Yeah, I mean, if you're it, like if you're Putin. How comfortable are you with what you're doing, knowing that you have a Biden-Harris administration yeah. that's not going to do anything back? I'm sure he's very, he's very comfortable right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So uh, if you I know if you have not switched yet to Patriot Mobile, um, you're probably with one of those big name carriers, which you're like, well, they, but they have all the cell towers. No, 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 no. Everyone shares the cell towers now. And what those big name carriers are doing that Patriot Mobile is not is they're taking a portion of your hard-earned money that you're paying in your bill, and they are giving it to left-wing causes that you are working so hard to fight against. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative carrier in the country. They send a portion of every dollar you spend to support First and Second Amendments, veterans' causes, first responders, and the sanctity of life. Plus, you're going to save money. All right, so you got to get with Patriot Mobile. Like I said, it's the same nationwide coverage, the same service, uh, and it's 2021. 
one. So it's very easy to switch. You can keep your phone, you can keep your phone number, or you can get new ones of both if you'd like. Right now, you can get a free activation plus a special gift if you go to patriotmobile.com slash news. It is only at patriotmobile.com slash news. They've got multi-line discounts. They've got family plans. They've got it all. You got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Upon visiting Tulsa, Oklahoma earlier this week to commemorate the centennial of the Tulsa race massacre, President Biden appeared to be uh, moving away from supporting potential slavery reparations. This has been a topic that has been discussed and they kind of there have been reports that they have been flip-flopping on uh, in the White House. But according to a report by Politico, Biden discussed racism in his speech, but did not mention the potential to create reparations for the massacre survivors or their descendants or acknowledge his support of H.R. 40, a bill that would address slavery and establish a commission to study reparations. Uh, but they say that he actually met, he had a private meeting. He met with the members of the Congressional Black Caucus after his speech who brought up the need for H.R. 40, which, by the way, is named after 40 acres and a mule. I don't know if you guys... Know that, that so that for, together, the virtue no. signals abounds, uh, and uh, they are so Biden was uh, apparently letting them down gently in the conversations that he will in fact not be embracing reparations for now though because I feel like with Joe Biden you never really know I don't think Joe Biden really knows honestly <laughs> where he stands on particular issues. Um, it's getting interesting, Andrew, because you know. <laughs> He embraced all of these people, all of these groups, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, all of them really embraced these people during the campaign to make sure to get their vote. And I mean, I know Black Lives Matter sent him a letter, you know, not long after he got elected and was in office. And they were like, OK, dude, when are you going to follow through on all of these things that we told you that we wanted? And of course, he didn't respond. Mm -hmm. um, he's going back on all of these things that he appeared to be in support of. It's going to be interesting to see how ugly it gets, because I think that now they've created all of these radicals within their party mm -hmm. and they're not going to satisfy them. Wanted, yeah. yeah. And those radicals, I don't think are going to are going to go down quietly. Well, on the Tulsa, first of all, he said he was the first president to mark the 100th anniversary. I don't know how many 100th Weird. anniversaries there have been Weird. that I've missed. I don't know about that. He's a sharp but one. <laughs> the, the, the Democrats are using this like a weapon as if we don't acknowledge history and some of us are making apologies for this first of all from the best of my reading the sheriff was a, was an elected republican who was elected after the democrat sheriff had turned over turned over another man to a lynch mob so they elected a republican mm. and a republican mayor and the republican sheriff refused to turn over an accused black man so that's when the mob formed so what we're not getting of this is that all cops are not bastards. As a matter of fact, defunding the police would have been really bad in Tulsa because it was the police that were protecting this man to make sure he had due process. Mm. But that's getting lost in all of this. You're right. The radicals are demanding something that Biden, you know, he's used to campaigning in Delaware um, and he ran for president twice, failed twice. He's going to have to he's going to have to somehow make these people happy in 2022. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, it's pretty standard that a president's likely to lose at least one chamber in the first midterm, especially if they can't deliver on all these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, not. and you would expect they're not going to be the super now that they've gotten Trump out. 
I don't see those same people being so passionate to go in during the midterms no. and, uh, you know, cast a ballot if their president is, you know, if they're disenfranchised with the man that said that he was going to do all these things and then didn't end up doing them. Chad? Yeah. What's to the radicals of BLM and Antifa? That, may, that might sound like a tinfoil hat conspiracist, but politicians lie. <laughs> and, uh, what? You mean so, the campaign is the campaign, different? Yeah, what? They yeah, they don't, they don't always tell the truth. And uh, he's not delivering, and they're, and they're going to be upset, and it's going to hurt them in the midterms because uh, they're not going to show up. And, uh, and you know, that that's what... Yeah, I mean, well, counting it's, on. it's not just that, too. It's like the, you know, the, the radicals <laughs> on uh, immigration. They want to abolish ICE. They want to, you know, basically have open borders. And you have people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and, you know, I mean, really all of the, the left wing leaders who have been letting these people kind of get by with these talking points, acting as if they agree with them. And now all of a sudden, when, uh, when it comes down to it, they're like, yeah, we didn't really mean that. Come on. Did you really expect us to just abolish ICE? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Say with, the, with the racism thing, it's been politically weaponized to divide the people, divide Americans, human against human, American against American. And uh, I, don't, I don't know a slave owner. I don't know a slave in America. But I've traveled around the world and I've seen slave owners and, yeah. and slaves all over the world that we really care about slavery. The same people that say, sold slaves to America are still selling slaves in Africa right now. That's where we should be putting our focus on. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Andrew, what are your thoughts on that? I think they're stuck with Biden. I I, I think that they might have liked, I mean, Kamala Harris didn't even get like 1%. I think their their hearts were with a Bernie or with an Elizabeth Warren. Andrew Yang was kind of fun for five minutes. Yeah. He's he's having fun in New York. Then it, then it got really weird with the whipped cream thing. Yeah, and and, and you know they they had their kooky candidates. I, I I don't think their hearts were with Biden, but I think that Biden was not Trump, and they thought that 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 Biden would kind of settle the nerves of the Democrat Party and many suburban voters. Like he's Joe Biden, you know he's. He's silly Uncle Joe. He's been around since 1970. You know what I, I really want to know about Joe Biden? This is this is something I've been talking about a lot lately. He was a very young man in the late 60s. And I want to know, was he steeped in radical politics and became a coat and tie radical? Because we've known him most of our lives as a United States senator, but now he's given himself over to the most radical elements of what was there in the 60s. And I'm wondering... If that's because Bill Clinton was like that, right? Bill yeah. Clinton positioned himself as a moderate Democratic leadership committee kind of guy. Yep. You know, he, you know, we didn't the government's leader, not meaner, all that yep. stuff. But more recently in the Hill, in the campaign with Hillary, he sounded way more radical. Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering, is 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 Biden kind of returning to his roots in a way? I don't know. That's a that's a great point. I, well, no matter what, the uh, the mainstream media will always say Biden and Harris both very moderate, very moderate. Yeah. Do you remember whenever they were campaigning and uh, Kamala was asked about, you know, well, some say that you're the most progressive person in the Senate. And she's like, it's like. No, it's just, it's like literally your voting record. Yeah. That's what they're basing yeah. it on. They're not just like prophesizing on that. Uh, all right. Oh, by the way, um, California actually has just created a task force to look into um, reparations. Which they they're weren't studying. even a state back then. Yeah, like, they're, you know, so they're studying. Yeah. They and weren't it, even a state. Yeah. That's a really great point. I didn't even think about that. That's a California. They're, they're going to woke themselves just right off into that ocean. 
And honestly, if you're a Republican, get out now, all right? Because that ship is going down. I know, I know you hate me when I say this, but I feel very confident now to say I, don't, I think it's past the point of no return. I, I don't know. Do you guys disagree? Well, I mean, look, they're, if they do get Newsome out, look who, who's the replacement. I mean, a transgender woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm not super comfortable how conservative uh, that that would turn them. A guy that won Woman of the Year, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I just can't see it turning around. Yeah, last word on this. I, I don't know. I live in New Jersey. We're just California with crappier weather. So, <laughs> I, you know, so you just, just when anything. you think when you've hit rock bottom, I mean, you know, you hit a, you you hit rock bottom. Apparently, there you can go subterranean. <laughs> you know, like like there's no like rock bottom there. Into the Earth's crust yeah. at yeah. some point. All right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. Uh, if you are trying to stay fit, but especially those of you who you know maybe you're working from home and you're visiting the pantry way more often than you should, and you're finding very delicious snacks that are also expanding your waistline. Don't do that. All right. Get Built Bar. It is a protein bar, but it is delicious. It does not taste like cardboard or chalk like the regular protein bars. All right. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, They have a ton of different flavors. They're high in protein and fiber. They are low in calories and carbs. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar. You're you're tricking your brain to think you're eating a candy bar because it tastes so good, but actually you're eating something healthy. I, I actually, on the way home, I have this like fun game that I play with myself where I am driving and I'm like, how many built bars have I had today? Two. Did I have two? No, I might have had three. I better not have a third one when I get home because I don't think I should like actually just live off of built bars. They're really that good. Okay. You got to go to builtbar.com. Use promo code news15 to save 15% off your next order. It is builtbar, B-U-I-L-T bar.com. Promo code news15. New York City schools, uh, you know, I don't know if a lot of you don't realize this unless you are in the area, but they really have stayed uh, shut down. Most places went back relatively, I mean, September, October, relatively quickly within the uh, the recent school year. New York did not. Um, but now that COVID-19 vaccines have been okayed for adolescents, uh, the city's leadership has found a use for the uh, the public school houses, which is um, inoculations. So uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced yesterday during his news briefing that the city will begin a pilot program to administer vaccinations to students at public schools. Yay. Here's Bill de Blasio. In certain schools, we're going to pilot something very exciting. Mm. We're going to start launching in-school vaccination sites. This is something I think is going to open up a world of possibilities. We're working with our health department, our department of education, with the UFT. We want to make schools a place where kids can get vaccinated. Now, for so many kids, of course, that has only been a recent possibility. So we're going to start this in certain schools around the five boroughs. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to get the most done we can between now and the end of school later this month. But it's going to be a way to reach a lot of young people quickly. And it's going to be a way to encourage parents to understand how incredible it is, what a great feeling it is to know your child is safe. Uh, No word on uh, when they want to actually embrace children learning in these public school houses. No mention of that. But uh, inoculated, getting inoculated, definitely, uh, definitely something that's very exciting, according to Bill de Blasio. First of all, he's a he's a disaster. Yeah. Um, How did he get elected? uh, Anthony Weiner. 
Oh, yeah. Anthony Weiner, if Anthony Weiner could have just not been Anthony yeah, Weiner for yeah. five minutes, he would have been he would have been mayor. Mike Bloomberg was an elite, I, this words I won't use, but he was a competent <laughs> man. I will not, as much as he's obnoxious and condescending, he at least was a competent man. Bill de Blasio's totally, totally, totally incompetent. My, I'm waiting to see what happens if minority parents are still skeptical of the vaccine and refuse because are they going to call them anti-vaxxers mm. you trump supporting mm. you know anti-science skeptics you i'm i'm wondering new york city's got a lot of people they don't all agree on on things i'm wondering what's going to happen if there are communities of color that still have a skepticism of the vaccine mm, great question i mean i mean schools are for education not to be vaccine centers and First of all, it's not, it's not a vaccine. I hate to hear the word vaccine because it's not actually a vaccine. But he's saying that, that these parents should feel that their kids are going to be safe now. Since when have they not been safe? Right. Uh, what's, what's the numbers on, on kids being infected with COVID and, and dying from COVID? Have you There's seen the crime rate in New York City? <laughs> COVID's their last problem. <laughs> yeah. you know? Exactly. It's, it's Maybe if we could have opened up the schools and they could have been going every day, <laughs> yeah. and they would have been more safe. Didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just sorry. You know, parents listening like, I cannot imagine. I, I, I would never vaccine uh, give my kid this. You don't know what's in this thing. Uh, you know, the infertility fears and things like that. We just don't know what the effects going to be on it. So why would you take the risk on a child who's not even at risk for COVID death anyway? Yeah, it, it is very bizarre that, you know, I mean, if you're an adult, you can, you know, you make wanna, your own decision. Yeah, yeah. If you want to make your own decision, make your own decision. But the push to vaccinate the children is what I find so fascinating. Just the push to do it. They're opening up these schoolhouses. They're uh, like, I don't, Andrew, you live close to there. Are, is, is there, uh, are people not able to go and get the vaccine if they need it? Like, well, I, I live in New Jersey. Is there a need for them to open up more sites? Probably in New York City, but I'm wondering if it's going to start with there's two hands to government, right? There's the hand that's up and out, and then there's the clenched fist, you know, yeah. on the others. I'm wondering how long it's going to take for Bill de Blasio to turn from, hey, this is really exciting. <laughs> you know, come on, kids get vaccinated, to what sounds more like the real Bill de Blasio, which is somebody who's deeply jealous of communist dictators. I think it's going to start with it with an offer but you're talking about a city with millions of people Dang. right i don't think it's going to be exciting to everyone i think it's going to start nicely and then it's going to be now you have to do this right i don't believe for a second I it's totally, going to stay it's going to stay voluntary i totally agree with you and, and couple that with uh there's this headline at the blaze uh dot com right now that says democratic state lawmaker pushing bill that would let kids as young as 14 get vaccinated without parental permission. Um, so this is in Pennsylvania. And uh, this is, I mean, we're already seeing this in other states, this pop up. And, you know, they're doing it with vaccines. They've done it with abortions. Uh, and Gender reassignment? Right. These yeah. are the people that are ready to reassign genders at five. You think <laughs> yeah. a 14-year-old getting vaccinated, you think they have a problem with that? Right. And no. so now you're seeing this push at the same time for for children. These are children. For children to be able to get vaccinated, that is a, that's a medical procedure, believe it or not. It is still categorized as a medical procedure. They are injecting something into you that they can consent whether or not to do that without their parents' permission. Call me a conspiracy theorist because I know the haters did all last year, but guess what? I ended up being right about all of it. So, you know, you look at this and you're like, 
gee, I wonder if then next they'll be like, oh, well, I mean, kids can just, you know, they can come to school, get vaccinated at school. You don't have to tell your parents. It's fine. And then I'm thinking, what if one of them has an allergic reaction? Who pays for that? Who pays for the hospital bill? Who pays for them to go to the ambulance? Who pays for all of these things when you guys were the ones who were pushing them to get vaccinated without permission? I mean, if the parents don't even know that they've been vaccinated and then they... What if the parents know that they have some sort of allergy to it and they would, I mean, it's just like, it just boggles my mind that this would be the push. And again, if this were such a scary thing for children, would you really have to like convince people, right, incentivize people to get their children vaccinated? Wouldn't, don't you think that they would be so scared for their kids that they would just do it because it was going to be the safe thing to do? Uh, It's incredible. All right, we got a couple minutes left. So speaking of incentivizing people, uh, Anheuser-Busch has partnered with the White House for a brand new COVID-19, COVID-19 vaccine incentive. They are giving away free beer, but only once America hits its vaccination rate goal of 70%. Now you have to submit your email addresses uh, as one of the requirements to qualify and you can uh, receive a $5 voucher to be used on Anheuser-Busch products. But, uh, you know, encourage all your friends and family to uh, get the vaccine so we can hit that 70% vaccination rate. It's just bizarre. It's so weird. Often burgers, fries, shakes, lottery, beer. I mean, if, if this is a real, like... If people were dying everywhere, all the yeah. streets, they would not have to bribe you to get this vaccine. People would be killing each other to get the vaccine. Well, right. And by the way, maybe they might be dying in the streets from all of this unhealthy crap that you're pushing on them just so that they can get the vaccine. If you're skeptical of this new vaccine, and again, take it without shame if you want. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, of course. But are you going to go, you know what? A free beer? Right. Uh, you know, I remember getting a credit card as a poor college kid because they were giving drink coolers. Yeah. This is way beyond that. Like, yeah. like. I wasn't going to inject my body with this thing, but since you threw a six-pack in, right. you know, I'm, in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in now. Yeah, it's, so, it's just bizarre to me. I mean, you wonder how much it actually works on people, which I'm with you. I don't think it works at all. But it's also just this bizarre, like, I've never... I mean, they've always been, you know, get your vaccines, get your vaccines, CDC scheduled vaccines, get them. But it's just gotten to a whole new level of creepy. Yeah. The way that they've been pushing this and, you know, the people who shame you if you don't. And it's like, I'm just waiting for the long term studies. Am I, does, that, does that make me an anti-vaxxer? I don't think so. I mean, but I now kind of want to be one with the way that I'm being shamed. It's yeah. interesting. All right. Uh, last word on this. So the question is why they're why are they pushing it so hard? Yeah. I mean, and. and you know, the data is not, the data just isn't, isn't there. I mean, look in Texas, we're, we're in Texas right now, where I haven't, I barely ever wore a mask except a few times I fly. I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm having people's fingers on my mouth every day. Right. We're sweating on each other. And no one has died yeah. that I know doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, from this thing. So, I mean, you know, why are they pushing it so hard? That's the real question. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm not sure that we uh, will ever get the answer to that one. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. All right, before we go, Chad, um, I want to give you an opportunity. I know it's been a while since you've been on the show. So um, tell everyone about Mighty Oaks and how they can find out more information about it. Yeah, Mighty Oaks Foundation, we serve uh, veterans, active duty service members, spouses, 
Uh, we started this year serving first responders. We do resiliency programs where we go speak about resiliency, combat readiness, spiritual resiliency is a faith-based organization. Uh, I've spoken about 150,000 active duty troops doing that, giving away about 100,000 books. Uh, we go to bases all over the world. And we have recovery programs for those struggling with PTSD, anxiety, depression. If you guys don't know, the suicide rate is still over 20 a day. And uh, so we do 30 camps a year. We've had 4,000 graduates from those camps over the last 10 years, but we're doing about 1,000 a year now. And it's totally free. If any veterans listening, we pay for everything, including travel. And, uh, and if you want to support that as well, you could either, if you want to go to the program or you want to support it, MightyOaksPrograms.org. MightyOaksPrograms.org. Thank you so much for yep. all of your, your yep. work on that. It is so valued and needed. And we just released a documentary at, oh. at I Am Second. I am second.com backslash never fight alone. It's our new documentary that really shows the story of Mighty Oaks. Wow, so. that's awesome. Well, congrats on that. That's great. Um, all right, so don't forget, final word, if you have not yet become a Blaze TV subscriber, you gotta go to blazetv.com. You can use promo code NEWS to save $10 when you sign up for the year. Because here's the thing, I know a lot of you, uh, sometimes I chat with you, are watching on YouTube, but we don't know when they're gonna shut us down. All right, because if all of 2020 has uh, has taught us anything, it's that they, they'll shut you down for saying the truth. And then later on, a year later, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, that was true. You're not shut down anymore. So make sure to join us at blazetv.com. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.